That's enough damn salt there, Willie. I know what I'm doing. Nobody want all that goddamn salt in that potato salad. Y'all argue too much. God, what the hell wrong with y'all? Y'all should get married. Why are you in so much competition with me? You jealous, Willie. I can't have it. I look better than you do. You don't. I cook better than you. You can't. My dick is bigger than yours. It was cold. This is a world. This is a world. Mally Bros Podcast, episode 100, baby. 100 weeks consistent, we done made it. Mally Bros Podcast, happy Friday. If you ready to turn up on this Friday with us for 100 weeks, yeah, let's go. Brand new Kendrick Lamar, Mr. Morales, the big stepper. How's it listening, y'all? How's what we thinking about it? Let's go. What you gonna do? Lift up your head and keep moving. Or let the paranoia haunt you. Peace to fashion, police, I wear my heart. On my sleeve, let the runway start. You know the man's about do love company. What do you want from me and my scars? Everybody lack confident. Everybody lack confident. How many times my potential was anonymous? A hundred weeks don't happen without you. Promises, so I promise this. I love YSL, man. Y'all heard what happened, man. Young Thug. Got like four ounces in the 20, ah. bitch. Yeah. Did a lot of shit just to live this here lifestyle. Right. Oh, yeah. Nick can't from hey, a hundred weeks in. My lifestyle. Let's go. Let's go! 
hypocrite in 2015 Once I finish this witnesses will convey just what I mean yeah. Been feeling this way since I was 16 Came, Came to, to my, my senses. senses You never liked this anyway Fuck your friendship, friendship I meant it I'm African American I'm African I'm black as the moon Heritage of a small village Part of my residence I don't even want to let that go I don't even want to let it go I don't even want to let that go Sir, I'm going to let you run the drop I got you Let's get it 100 weeks in Shout out to everybody who tunes in to the beginning Who listens to the audio podcast Who's here before the drop Shout out to y'all, 100 weeks in, man. Yo, yo, it's the Mallory Bros Podcast, episode 100. 100. Let's turn up. Let's turn 100 episodes, man. I don't really have a number. Nah, this is our episode. This going to us. This is the Mallory Bros episode right here. 100, 100 weeks. weeks. And this is my thing. It's, it's bigger than, for me, it's bigger than this just being our episode 100. It's been plenty of podcasts that, that, that have 100 episodes or more mm. than that. But... We did this shit a hundred weeks in a row. Mm-hmm. One hundred weeks in a row. Never took a week off. Never, uh, damn y'all, the podcast not gonna come out this Friday. We gonna try to do it again. Get with y'all next week. Right. We went a hundred weeks, so it's more of a show of uh, consistency. It's more of a show of persistence. It's more of a show of living down your word. It's so much more in this one hundred. And if you're watching the visual podcast, you wanted to kind of celebrate that a little bit. Yes, sir. You know, Terrence kind of went all out. And uh, yeah, yeah, man. I think it's a definitely a, a milestone episode. One hundred to do a hundred videos. Period on anything. A hundred write a hundred papers to do anything a hundred times. I think is a milestone. Yeah. So to for sit sure. for a hundred straight weeks, knowing that we got some people that are tuned in and have been tuned in for each of those a hundred weeks, I just felt like yeah. I wanted to start with I love myself because I feel like everybody should be proud of their self because this isn't just me and Terrell. Sitting yeah. here, if y'all wasn't tuned in, I don't know if we would still be doing it. So, like, I look at it like a team thing, man. If it wasn't for the nine, I don't think that we would even have this. So, nah, for sure. Shout out to a hundred straight weeks. We definitely wanted to start and stay on a hundred weeks. I was going to ask you, Terrell, uh, what do you think, or if you have a favorite episode of the podcast um, that that you did? I know you didn't might get to think about it, but uh, aggressively patient. Yes, twenty one. 100. That's a great podcast. That's where we really started, like, talking for real. Yeah. Nissan Sentra is a great episode. Mm-hmm. I think that's, like, three, in the top, our first 10 episodes. Yeah. The Heart-Shaped Herb. Heart-Shaped Herb. That was a, that was a, a great one. episode. Yeah. Um, But then there's, of course, like, a Purposeful Life, 52. Mm-hmm. I love episode 93. 56 is pur- Purposeful Life. A, a Purposeful Life 56. Is yeah, yeah, my bad. 52 is... Uh, one, a, a whole oh, year podcasting, oh, yeah. Episode yeah. 52 was great. Um, I am a revolutionary. I love that episode. The one who knocks, which is episode 93 we did seven weeks ago. That's one of my favorite podcasts that we've done. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, but yeah, man, I'm just, those would be my favorites. My bad. I know you got some favorites. I only wanted to say episode 29, Happy New Year. That was one of the podcasts we did where we were shooting a podcast. We brought the new year 2021 in on oh, okay, the visual yeah. podcast. Yeah, yeah. That's on Patreon if you want to see it. Um, 
But that was a to me that was a special. That was episode twenty nine. Y'all know I say when an episode have a nine and it, it seemed like there's always some special yep. shit. Bringing a new year on that, I had the nine sweater on. It was dope. I had the, the skins had like it was just dope. It was a vibe. That one. Uh, <laughs> episode eighty one. I don't know the name of it. Episode. Oh no no, no not episode eighty one. Episode eighty one. That was on my list for something else. But I had um episode twenty nine. That one I just said and then. It, 56, A Purposeful Life Purposeful is definitely life. probably my favorite one. What y'all don't realize about that episode of Purposeful Life is that was me and Terrell at completely, at complete odds about shit. Terrell was like buried in his shit. Yeah. I wanted to go full-fledged with this and I had we already went. You weren't out. Yeah, I was. You were not out on A Purposeful Life because you ended up, Choose You as your episode, 61. Oh, Purposeful okay, okay. Life was 56. That was like four or five weeks before that. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. So I liked 56 because me and Terrell are on completely different ends of that. And you can clearly see the difference between me and Terrell based on the topics that we was talking about, especially towards the middle end. And we would just spend some jewels in that one too. Yeah. And can so. you believe that that was like 48 what? Well, 44 weeks ago or something like that? 56? Right. Um, that's crazy. Like that's crazy to think about. It's crazy. Know? I was going to ask you this. Did you have a favorite shirt or a favorite outfit that you wore for a podcast? Anytime you ever think about, damn, that was the best I've looked, looked on the podcast. Pod. Yeah. I don't know. You know, I always look rough on the podcast and I don't give a fuck. Uh, <laughs> the one, maybe this is only a me thing because I'd be thinking about my look, my looks. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I, uh, you got a couple, Terrell. I got a couple looks, but I don't really remember or could pick one. I would say for me, I love that Christmas episode where I wore that black and white striped joint. It was the episode, it was one of the first episodes we ever did with music. It's on, it's on our Patreon. Oh, that we, was the joint when we started with the, uh, let's take it down a notch. That joint? Oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it was Christmas. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We had just put the Christmas tree right there. And yeah, and you know what? That was one of the first episodes we did like this, right? Yeah. And not upstairs. And not upstairs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. Well, honey. If, I think that, yeah. was that Nissan Central? No. Nissan Central wasn't the Christmas Nissan episode? Nissan Central was like episode three, bro. Oh, yeah, you're right, you're right. <laughs> but, um, what was I going to say? Still on 100. I wasn't Toughest podcast. Oh, okay, go ahead. I wasn't leaving. Um, never mind. I don't have anything. Toughest podcast to do? Yeah, sorry, y'all. I couldn't think of a be my best outfit either. I'm sorry. I know I lobbied that question. I couldn't even think about it. I'll tell you the ones that I do like. The one where I... Uh, the funniest one is the one where you had on a do-rag. Well, I want, I about to say, the one I had on a do-rag and a jacket, I was on 10. The the one where I had the Kanye shirt on, I like that podcast. I like the, uh, well, whatever. Man, I might give a fuck what you wearing. You know, whatever. <laughs> Talk about some faves. I said, toughest podcast that you think that we had to shoot. The one where you smashed the door. That was when? That wasn't even that long ago. That was like, had to be a couple months ago. It was this day where I wore the... the Terrence, it was a day where we argued. Crazy. Oh, yeah, that day. Oh, and I love the way I looked in that podcast. That was just okay, a vibe. But I'm starting to fuck with what I'm doing. You see that, y'all? But that 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 was the toughest podcast we had to shoot. Between that one and the one we did when we fought in front of mom and dad. And that was an early one. But and that, that was one early you're one. talking about is episode... Because I really want them to know. So that they can be like, oh, this is the one where these niggas was fighting. This Almost. Now, it wasn't early, though. It was in, like, the 70s because we argued something crazy. I'll just give y'all a little backstory. We had disagreed on something. 
I don't know if we was arguing about cutting each other off or what, or what topic it was, but all I know is that always oh, called she loves me not. She loves me not. Yeah, that was a tough. And what episode? Not too long. Episode eighty five. Ocho Cinco episode. Okay, yeah. That yeah. was a rough. Y'all don't even know. That was the first tough. half of that episode is one way, and then the end we we ended up having to put on a, a smiley face and say sit the fuck back down. And we about to just and keep we about to just keep shit. doing this yeah. shit. Let me tell y'all something about Terrence. It's weird. He has these like like he got so mad and smashed the door, broke a door in half on some uh what's the nigga that did UFC. Uh, and he, Rampage Jackson was some Rampage Jackson shit. He broke the door, and then was completely fine afterwards. Like back to okay. Go look at the and I have and what a crazy thing is look y'all cameras rolling so I have a video, <laughs> but that's what's going on documenting. Right door is fine. That door is that door is fine. That's a door. That's a good sturdy door. Nah, look, they, <laughs> you motherfucking try to say that when they try to sell you the house. <laughs> but for real, honestly, Terrell was not letting me talk, and I told him I said. All right, bet. This is what I don't like. I don't like when people stab you with words. And what that means by that is like, I was telling Terrell, I said, nah, you got it. I said, all right, you got it. I don't want to talk about it no more because it's getting ridiculous. Terrell was like, yeah, because you're wrong. That's stabbing me with words to me. Because I, Cause nah, you, yeah, see, you doing that because you're wrong. Because you know I'm right. He was going, doing I all that. I said, let's just move on, Terrell. The nigga wasn't letting me talk on some Django Calvin Candy shit. I took my hand and slammed it right here at Terrell. And I was like, can I fucking say anything? I was standing up. This motherfucker. We was in each other's grill. And then I went to the door because I'm not going to put my, I wouldn't, I wouldn't touch Terrell. I went to the door and I just was like, this is my thing. This is what I say. What was I talking about? I know exactly how Will Smith felt when he smacked the fuck out of Chris Rock and he was walking back down the steps and fixing his jacket. <laughs> like, oh, all right, bet. That happened. <laughs> <laughs> and you know what? And I don't really think I lost my cool. I just think I was just like, yo. Fuck this door right here. Let me tell y'all something. Uh, let me tell and I didn't think the door was going to break like that. Like It was like, damn, I'm a powerful nigga. I said, damn, I'm powerful. You're a grown-ass man. And guess who got to pay for that? And y'all should see the video. I was like, you, you fucking idiot. You should be embarrassed. We got to pay for that. I was screaming at this nigga. Yeah. But look, Terrence likes to say, oh, it's this is what Terrence do. Terrence would be like, yeah, but you a bitch-ass nigga. Let's move on. Whoa. So now you got to live with the insult because he's ready to I move on. Not, and you don't get to respond. That is petty as shit. Nah, you a bitch ass. Let's move on. But let's just move on. It's like, hold up, nigga. We not moving on. <laughs> Bottom line, She Loves Me Not Y'all. 85, that was a very tough episode. Terrell, and also I was going to say, episode 81, Mallory Bros entered a pro uh, COVID protocol. We both was doing a podcast with that Omicron or uh -huh. whatever y'all call it, Omicron. We was toughed on that joint. We was hurt. We was both positive. Ding with the mug. You yeah, know what no I'm bullshit. Oh, look. Surprise for the podcast. Terrell doesn't know this, but we about to make some cookies live on the podcast. Believe it or not. Terrence, what? I'll show y'all the cookies that we gonna make. All right, y'all. We got eight minutes to pod before the cookies ready. Let's get it. Soft ass niggas want to talk shit about people making cookies in their podcast. But look, we'll be the same hungry ass niggas. These joints fire, bro. <laughs> Let me get another one. All right, man. We got some shit to get to. It is Happy Kendrick Day to everybody. It is Mr. Morale and the Big Steppers. At this point, the Mallory Bros have already listened to this. We are recording this before the album comes out. Um, we've already heard, and our reaction is on the way. Mm -hmm. Shout out to everybody that's been uh, tapped, tapped in, in with us with the Patreon and got to see the, uh, the Heart Part 4 reaction. 
I'm sorry, part five reaction. Mm -hmm. And um, sorry for the ups and downs with that. I mean, they was not trying to let us live at all. We done got... But you know what? It just shows the power of the Realist 9, man. Y'all literally crashed our Dropbox. Them motherfuckers won't even let us upload right now. Yeah. They said right. we had excessive traffic. And so, shout out to y'all. And shout I had out. to chef that drain a couple of different ways. But it's up there now. So if you don't have the Patreon and you want to see what we thought about that and or this new album, that's where it's going to be. Yes, sir, at man. At least for the time being, for sure. Mr. Morale and Big Steppers, I'm super excited for it. The fucking album artwork just got man. me so hyped. I was like, damn, like this album artwork just looks like a, it looked like a, and look, we gassing it. <laughs> he just looks like he's But honestly, ready. bro, that look, album from the Crown of Thorns, from the iced out Crown of Thorns to, to the, the 38 revolver in his waist, yeah, man, to his wife breastfeeding, to the White the, tee tucked into the khakis and some L.A. shit. Yeah, the spackled over the bullet hole, bullet holes in the wall, or, you know, could be. Yeah. The spackle over with the brown paint is just aesthetic. This reminds me of the, uh, I'm going to be honest, and Jay-Z did um, Everything is Love. Oh, okay, yeah. Where it was mm -hmm. like, it was just black. It mm -hmm. just felt very black. Mm -hmm. To me, this feels very Compton. It feels like older Kendrick. And when you look at the... Good Kid, Mad City cover, there's people holding Kendrick as a baby and their faces are blacked out. Oh, so now he's And so kinda... now it's like he's holding his baby and they said, this is his family. Wow, right so here. that's really his lady right there. Yeah. And I was about to say, does Kendrick got him a Spanish one? No, I think she's like, I think she's light-skinned. She might, she could be Spanish, but I know she's light-skinned. This is his wife right here. She been oh, around though. She been I'm around. Not, I'm not talking no type of shit. I was just asking. Because I looked at his baby in his hands and I said, damn, his baby got like some, like a... Almost like a Spanish look, you know? But like she, she got like some a little swirly hair up there. Oh, okay, 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 yeah. Man, Kendrick got two kids. That's crazy, bro. I mean, I mean, I always love hearing that people have kids now. Not in my my older age. Man. I feel like when I hear that people have kids, I'm like, hey, shout out to you. And I'm ready. Yeah, I'm ready for kids too. So. About to hit 30. Whoever's next, get ready. Get ready. Ridiculous. Was happy as shit to be next to each other. <laughs> <laughs> but um, sick as shit. She did not want to be there that night. He's talking about Beyonce when he when they performed with Kendrick. She was uh pregnant too. She did that shit and went right home. Pregnant with twins. Who you know that can do that? I'm sorry, but um, did you want to talk about the uh, heart part five? One hundred percent. Just uh, before we even get into what we think the album's gonna be, because at this point we didn't already heard it. But um, based on what we got from the heart part five. Yeah, I just I wrote I said the hard part five is a brilliant boosting track that will prepare us for this new album, and I think that track is definitely one well, reason why I said boosting is because it just gave me this Kendrick readiness. Now I'm just ready. Now I'm oh, like, yeah. oh, oh, okay, bet. We were talking with what John Denton on John yeah. Denton's uh, platform about how like if Kendrick were to come. With something else, like if he would have came with like this little jazzy intro or like a little snippet, sneak peek, something like that. If he didn't come as hard as he did with the part with the heart part five, mm -hmm. I don't think that the anticipation for this album would be as big as it is now. Yeah. I think that one song sent waves through the industry. Like, oh, all right, bet we all ready for oh, yeah. Friday for sure. And I think um, the way I felt listening to it, yeah. Understanding what Kendrick brings when it comes to instrumentation and stuff like that, I I was it just felt like I was back somewhere that I hadn't been in a long time. It's almost like when you watch Toy Story again and you like, damn, I done, I watched this shit when I was fucking six. Yeah. 
Like you ever, I don't know if anybody ever did that. One day I was in a um uh, I think I was in a motherfucking Jiffy uh lube. How was you in the Jiffy Lube? This nigga's capping. What's Jiffy Lube? What's Jiffy Lube is the place where you get a uh, oil change. Yeah, so I was in the Jiffy Lube in the waiting uh oh, okay. joint, and this lady was like, sit down with her kid, and they had Toy Story on. And I remember feeling like, look at them watching this shit that I watched when I was little. Then I found myself watching that joint. Yeah. But uh, that's kind of how I felt just hearing Kendrick again. It's been five years. Even though we heard him on... Like the baby king joints and here and there to hear him on some shit that's his, the heart, knowing we got an album coming and now we got artwork. Mm-hmm. Man, I'm excited. I told you, I said, I get goosebumps every single time I hear it. Like it's now, it's not like just the first time goosebumps. Like, oh, the heart? Yeah. Every time I hit a part, part five, I'm getting goosebumps every single time that I hear it. Like the, um, the Marvin Gaye, I want you sample. Just so fire. I'm Man. sorry. I got Marvin Gaye's greatest hits on my vinyl player, uh, my record player. That's I love one of my Marvin. favorite yep. in my collection. Uh, fire track. And, you, and y'all know when that, when that bridge comes, the culture, and that, that part comes, I mm-hmm. said, oh, this nigga's back. This nigga's fucking and, culture. And they were talking about how hard it is to get Marvin Gaye samples. Bro, Marvin Gaye, his camp has gone after everybody. You cannot just get Marvin. You can't get Marvin. They Remember what happened when had to pay for that Robin Thicknam, Pharrell. Robin Thicknam. <laughs> <laughs> they was going through it trying to get that sample clear. So that was dope. Um, Let's talk about real quick the video, though. One thing I wanted to say about the video, this man, Kendrick Lamar, can perform. For sure. I felt like if you look at the video, there we don't really see a cut. That looks like one take. It is one take. It is. You know what I'm saying? And, it, and people were talking about how the words were fumbled. He was fumbling a little he bit. He was fumbling his words. What I was telling people, though, look, to be that dude who said... Kendrick is actually the heartbeat. Um, like me trying to cap for Kendrick, I was like, "Oh, the words are off because he does He's he's switching people. So the words, so the you know, hell no. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> but look, I was gonna say like the what we don't realize is to this is what I wanted to say. The first time that we see Kendrick Lamar, mm-hmm. and Terrell's gonna go get the cookies. All right. The first time that we see Kendrick Lamar after six years, we don't see him with a gold chain. We don't see him with like some platinum. We don't see him. Like, as this rapper living this lavish lifestyle, the very first time you see this nigga, he got his arms folded. He looks worried as fuck. He's looking off to the side. He's got his hair not even done. His hair mm-hmm. is just, like, clearly just not been done. He got a white tee on and a bandana. Like, Terrell, we talk about this all the time, about, like, losing your relatability. This man, Kendrick, after six years, the heart part five uh-huh. looked like he was straight out of the pandemic. Just like us. I was saying, damn, this man looks stressed like the rest of the world. And for that man to be speaking about the culture, y'all don't realize that the image, what we saw, how he was dressed, how he looked, the way he was acting, the things that he did, man, that all ties into, you know what I'm saying, the art of that song. If y'all just think about that, you know what I'm saying? The visual, I feel like is the most pivotal part of it. I think when you watch it, you feel a lot different than when you, you listen to it. But um, not for real. And you know what I did want to say about the uh, like him with the T-shirt on and I, I, I took the cookies out there over there. They're going to get nice and you look like you took them out way too soon. Let them settle. You can go check. But they're done. You supposed to leave them like that unless you want them to be super uh, crunchy. I don't, don't want nobody want no crunchy. Ass, don't nobody want no crunchy ass cookie. Tans. Don't nobody want no doughy ass cookie. Terrell. 
Cookie dough ass cookie. We sitting there eating raw cookie, sitting there in the toilet later. Whatever. Hey, this is what I did want to say though. Um, if you, you took them cookies out too early, Jared. <laughs> <laughs> Come on. Uh, you sound like Uncle Elroy. Yeah. <laughs> but if you look at Kendrick um, in the video on the heart, he was in that white tee. His hair is out. If y'all remember his last project, Damn, he has on a white tee. His hair is done. He's in front of a burgundy brick wall. Wow. So it's yeah. almost like this is still that same guy from that last album, but he's in a completely different space. Yeah. It's almost like he's the same guy. Wow, yeah, wow, wow, I didn't even notice that. And if you think about what he said, and then look, he has on a black bandana. If you look at the if you look at the uh the damn alternate cover, uh what's the collector's edition cover, he um no, he doesn't have on the no, it's on the it's on the uh it's in the book. It's in the fucking book where Kendrick has on a black bandana around his neck. So wow. these are all, this is all elements of the same thing. And if you think about the album, damn, what it's about, the, uh, is it wickedness, is it weakness? You know what I'm saying? I walk up to the blind woman, she kills me, but it's really, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And then what he's talking about in the song is crazy. It's honestly crazy, and you can break it down. I just hate the fact that people are reaching like fuck. Yeah. Kendrick's acting like the heart. You've never seen him beat like that before. He did that shit in the I video. He did that shit in the, that's what he does. Y'all are reaching. He never yeah, said this. Yeah, if you've seen Kendrick perform, you've definitely seen him do that bounce. It's the same thing as people that were saying that the Donda chant was his mother's heartbeat, and they came out and said, no, the fuck it was not. You niggas are reaching. Yeah, absolutely not. But I do have a question for you. What do you think about the people? Some people have this take, right? Because we're Kendrick fans, and some people aren't, you know, super high on Kendrick. Yeah. So there's a take out there, and I want to see what you thought about this. They said, if Joyner Lucas did the same thing, y'all would have clowned him for it. If Joyner Lucas would have did the exact same thing, y'all would have clowned him. But since it's Kendrick, y'all letting it slide. That's like saying, that's like LeBron doing a 360 layup and saying, if it was Andrew Wiggins, y'all would say, you know what I'm saying, look. If it was Draymond, y'all would currently I would count him, but since dunk, it's Bron. If it's the same dunk, the same, y'all wouldn't y'all wouldn't feel the same. That's what they say. I don't feel that way. I love Joyner. Concept especially some of his new shit. But concept wise, I would we we might. Terrence for sure would have clowned. When I saw that, I said, oh, Terrence for sure would clown Joyner. I would not. Terrence, I've you been would. for Joyner. I've been for every Joyner Lucas joint since the I am a race. I'm not a racist joint. When Joyner did the joint, uh, Terrence, no, you have not. When Joyner did the joint where he was like, take, take, Nip crazy. take Nipsey, take Eric Holder, give us back Nipsey. Oh, I fucked that I didn't joint. With that. He was speaking perspectively from. Nah, fuck that. <laughs> fuck that. <laughs> Joyner Lucas did it exactly how you niggas would do it to where we would not fuck with it. If Joyner Lucas did it that way, it's different. See, people not being this, honest. This man, and I was just getting ready to say, him speaking from the perspective of Nipsey Hussle, I feel like y'all don't understand that Nip and Kendrick did dedication. You know what I mean? Like, it's not like this man didn't already know him. You know? I'm at yeah. the top politicking with... I'm at, I'm at the... Awards politicking with Top Nip and Snoop Dam. Pops looking how far we grew from dedication. Like, that was a real thing. So, like, getting that from Kendrick, and I don't, I don't know if y'all noticed that the Nissy Hustle camp 
wanted so bad for Nip to do dedication. Like, do the video for dedication with you and Kendrick. Because if, if you a Nipsey Hussle fan, dedication is, is... If you were doing a Nipsey Hussle versus, dedication going to come towards the end. Like, this yeah. going to be one of the last joints. Like, But um, I only said to say that friendship, knowing how real it was and how raw they were in hip-hop, to see him speak from Nipsey's behalf was like closure we were getting that we didn't even ask for. And we could accept it because Kendrick Lamar is Kendrick Lamar. That's why I say saying Joyner Lucas, if it was Joyner Lucas, well, God, what has Joyner Lucas done like Kendrick Lamar? This nigga Joyner Lucas is a cool, he's a great rapper. I'm not hating on him. I'm not even going to go ahead and hate on him. But we know the type of artist that, Kend that Joyner Lucas is versus Kendrick. I don't think that's fair. I don't think that, was a that was a take that I saw that made me go, uh, I wouldn't fuck with this if it was Joyner. Like, I know myself wouldn't probably fuck with it, but only because Joyner has sacrificed, not sacrificed, but he has saturated himself with the homages and shit. That's a ridiculous take. This man, Kendrick Lamar, said whatever. When this man, Kendrick Lamar, fucking jumps and turns into Will Smith and says, hurt uh, people, hurt other... Hurt a culture people. will hurt people, hurt more people, fuck calling it culture. The goosebumps that I have when I see it. If Joyner did it, Joyner wouldn't do it. <laughs> That's like saying, if Draymond would have dunked from the... He wouldn't. He's not that type of player. But you know what the take, the people that was making, I'm just playing the Let's go, Boston. We up three. Turn up. Playing the devil's advocate. If they were three, saying, three, look, who? are you what? saying that Joyner couldn't also do... <laughs> <laughs> Talking like, my <laughs> man Ice from the Joe Button Podcast. Shout out to Ice because you know what? I like the fact that some people do feel a different way about it because it gives, you know, it creates good conversation. And as opposed to me just being like, nah, fuck that. I said, you know what? This motherfucker got a little bit of a point because he's talking about people like me. Yeah. I am niggas that wouldn't fuck with it if it was Joyner doing this. Yeah. It would be like, oh, here go Joyner Lucas with another video that comes out without anything else. But since it was Kendrick and it was the heart and we hadn't got it before. And honestly, the subject matter, if y'all really go back and listen to the track and just think about what he's saying while you see those faces, when you see OJ, when you see uh, Jesse Smollett, yeah. Juicy Smollett, Juicy Smollett, <laughs> then you'll really, you, you really like, it's, it, it, it's a completely different experience. But it also is Kendrick's life. Yeah. It just is all parallel to them as well. So. Just to wrap up the heart part five, mm -hmm. uh, I was going to ask you, does the heart part five's greatness that we all love it right now, does the greatness of the heart part five go away if this album is not good? No. I think, uh, let's say he puts out an album that is received the way Untitled Unmastered is. Yeah. Untitled Unmastered isn't the most revered Kendrick project. Mm -hmm. It's not even really an album. It's just kind of like a little EP that he put out. But it wasn't received the best. Yeah. Um. I don't think that takes away from the heart part five. Yeah. I think the heart part five is like when you, what do they call it? When you read a book and that first little chapter about the the author writes and then you get the actual book. Yeah. It feels like that. What is it? Epilogue, something like log. Preface. Pre prepilogue, intro. Prelude. Whatever. Um, Shout out to my uh, my folks that skipped the intro. We getting straight to chapter one. Let's get it. I definitely skip that shit. Except if I'm reading a book on leadership. Right, because you read a certain book in the chapter one, they'd be like, like I said in the intro, you're like, fuck. Yeah. <laughs> Doubling back. <laughs> yep. Yeah, but um, but yeah, I don't think it I don't think it uh 
I don't think it would affect. Me neither. And look, I'm excited to see what y'all think about this new album dropping, man. I watched y'all see the weekend drop one of the best albums of the year so far. And I watched everybody kind of like sleep on that. So I think as far mm. as this album, let's not be too quick to like judge it before we understand it like we did the weekend joint. Because we're dealing with an artist here who is layered. I don't yeah. think that Kendrick, like, I, you, if you listen to the Hard Part 5 right now, if you've heard it however many times you did, you probably might hear something that you didn't even know. Or you might be able to catch some shit that you didn't know. So, like, yep. And for all of my people that like to do parlays and bets and all of us that kind of like to, to guess first week numbers, I'm going to put Kendrick at 321, 321,000 units. Yeah. That is my Powerball number submission first week. And the reason why is because I think he's going to do very well. I just don't think he's going to click. I don't think he's going to do 600K like some people do. Mm-hmm. I don't even think he's going to do 450. 600K. I could be very wrong, though. Yeah. But my if I had to like bet, I would probably do 321. If I lose money, I lose money. But that just seems right. Yeah. Only because Donda did 363. Matter of fact, K-Dot going to do 400K plus. I don't know, bro. He is. We waited two years for Donda. And that joint did what? 363. And that was heavily anticipated. And I think this is kind of the same. We haven't seen it in five years. Well, yeah, but when you quiet, that don't always bode well for you. Yeah. No promo, no single. Now we got the heart, which is dope. But it is Kendrick, though. He's anom- He's kind of an anomaly. Or oh, we're going to see if he's an anomaly with this album. Yeah. I'm excited for the album. Shout out to everybody who's checking out the album. List your favorite tracks in the comments. I definitely wanted to say that. List your favorite tracks. Let us know what tracks y'all want us to get into or you looking forward to seeing from us. Turn up. Yes, sir. So Mother's Day was Sunday. Mm-hmm. And um, we had a pretty dope Mother's Day weekend. Yeah, we did. I would say. Shout out to Terrell. This man was on the grill heavy. Yes, sir. And we you know we actually did some vlogging, man. So hopefully, you know, I'm going to say this on the podcast to try to put the steam on us to get a vlog out. Yeah, 100. Um, but woke up on Saturday morning. Mind you, Mother's Day was Sunday. Woke up on Saturday morning. No, matter of fact, let me rewind to Thursday. I put my crab order in. Shout out to everybody in the DMV uh, that eat Maryland crabs. Put my crab order in on Thursday because real ones know that Mother's Day line on the weekend be something serious. So if you want to yeah. get large males or, you know, some some decent-sized females, if you know, pause if you don't know what I'm talking about, just crab sizes. Decent-sized females. <laughs> you got to make sure you put your order in early or get in that line early. So I put my crab order in on Thursday. Picked them bad boys up Saturday morning, went to the grocery store, got chicken, um, all types of shit to put on the grill, uh, and I went to my mother's house and cooked for her, did some barbecue. I make a crazy barbecue chicken. Y'all have no idea, but I make a crazy off-the-grill barbecue chicken. Nah, that shit was fire. He almost set the house on fire, but- I make my the, own the barbecue sauce. Make my own barbecue. Don't listen to Terrence. I almost make my- uh, it, it, The grill was- Acting up. But uh, I make my own barbecue sauce. How do a grill act up? <laughs> that motherfucker, any, or anybody that grilled knows that sometimes the <laughs> shit get to be a little too fire. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> but uh, I lost a few pieces of chicken. I did. But um, barbecue for, and then Sunday, we took her to a uh, real nice brunch. Oh, out, yeah. Out uh Arlington. Arlington, yeah. Out in Arlington. Shout out my sis Candace. She definitely playing that. And yeah, she playing sure. that ahead of time. So mm-hmm. Terrence went all out with the gifts. Weekend. Yeah. Didn't really go all out with the gifts. It was a gift. You know how you gotta kinda take care of the fam. You getting the gift for everybody. Mm-hmm. 
Terrence got to all of us. From all of us. This is from yeah. everybody. Yeah. yeah, but look, my mother really enjoyed it. Shout out to Jarrell for getting the crabs, man. That was the first time I had crabs in, or at least for this season. This, this season, yeah. Since last year. And um, it was just a dope-ass day. You know what I'm saying? Crabs, yeah. the cookout food, even though it was raining a little bit. Mm-hmm. Just wanted to give a special shout out to all of the mothers that are listening to the podcast that tune in every week. Yep, some yep. of them young, some of them a little bit older. Happy Mother's Day. Hopefully you enjoy. Mm-hmm. Um, and then a special shout out to those who may have lost their mother recently or might not have met their mother or don't have that relationship. You're not forgotten. We still love you. We still fuck with you. Mm-hmm. We didn't forget about you. You know what I'm saying? Just a good day. Good sure. recap still on celebrated that. y'all moms too. And shout out to all yeah, the 100. new moms too that celebrated. A lot of people celebrated their first Mother's Day or got a baby on the way. Mm-hmm. Turn up. Um, shout out to y'all, man. The new journey life. is the journey for y'all is getting ready to be very colorful. So mm-hmm. have fun with the baby. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't think you're ready for that three age, two age. The terrible twos and threes. See, look, twos is threes. <laughs> man, when we have kids and we start podcasting, they ain't gonna want to listen to us. Right. Had a baby right here. Yeah. <laughs> no <I'm> way. <trying. laughs> But um, I already basically got a kid in it. Nah, no, you don't. You don't even have to feed me. Me, you could just put Please, the food don't down. Listen, this is what people do. Terrence, Man, I don't you know why to... it's a popular thing to shit on people and how they treat their animals. Terrence, you don't have to like it's you a don't popular have thing to... amongst your family to be like you don't give because a fuck about ridiculous. that dog. You don't give a fuck about that guinea Terrence, pig. This is the thing. This is what I'm saying. How you know if I fucking give a fuck about this guinea pig? I'm saying, look, you don't even have to walk me. Me, she can do the bathroom alone. You don't no. got to change no diapers. You don't got to prepare a bottle. All you got to do is put pellets down, make sure the sand is fixed. Sand? Somebody Little. get this nigga up out of here because obviously he doesn't have a cat. What's he talking about sand? What's he talking about? You look like you eat sand. <laughs> <laughs> that video funny as shit. Meanwhile, what you look like, boy? This nigga look like a cup of Sunny D. You know how the Sunny D is the bottle is this and then the top is blue? This nigga looks smooth like the uh like a sunny D. Okay, look at what you boy, dirty ass. Look at this dirty ass oh, shirt. Oh damn, the cookies. That ain't cookies. The, the, what is that? Nasty mouth ass. Look at this shirt. What could I have done? Y'all let me know if this been here the whole time. It's been here the whole time. It has? I don't know. But you Asshole. ain't just do it. <laughs> it has? I don't know. <laughs> but um on the heels of Mother's Day, we did lose Kevin Samuels. Yeah, man. Um that was May 5th. We lost Kevin Samuels to, uh, to a cardiac arrest. Uh, I feel like that was kind of some of the craziest news of the week. And it spawned some of the craziest reactions that we've reaction. seen. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Just a, a, a little bit of backstory. He was 56 years old. If you don't know who he was, he had a very controversial um, platform in which... He gave dating you know advice. He gave dating advice, and it was very like honest, very... Controversial at times. His delivery was very harsh. Mm-hmm. Um, before the confirmation of his death, there was so much celebration by a lot of people who didn't agree with his controversial takes. Mm-hmm. Um, and naturally, when you lose somebody or when somebody passes away or if they get in an accident or anything happens, the people that don't fuck with them or don't like them will come out. Uh, like just for example, Nipsey Hussle I use all the time. It, when Nipsey Hussle passed away, there was a lot of people in the LGBTQ community. Uh-huh. Well, I'm not gonna just pin that all on y'all, but there was people who said, "Yo, he was homophobic." People tried to say that because you know if you use certain words back in the day, oh yeah, or you know what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. So there was people who would be like, "Damn, I mean, he died," but I've never seen it at this height though with Kev. You know? No, yeah, for sure. With that example, that was small, but with this, it was like, damn, like, it seemed like this man was a fucking villain. You would think he killed people or 
was responsible for murder. And what's crazy about it is Kevin Kevin Samuels and most of the most of the celebration, we could just be honest, it came from women. Um Kevin Samuels whole platform, he gave very harsh advice to men for three years before he ever talked about any anything regarding women and relationships. Yeah. Um, he's always been that way. A lot of people didn't like his delivery. I didn't like his delivery. You know, I didn't always think what Kevin Samuels was saying was wrong. It's just the way he would deliver whatever message he was trying to send was very harsh. It was not the nice way that a lot of people wanted to hear it. Yeah. I don't think at all, you know, outside of how I feel or how anybody, I can't tell anybody to be okay. If you felt offended by Kevin Samuels, right, and some of the things he said, and you really don't care that he passed away, that is completely fine for you to feel that way. Um, I just, there's people on this earth right now that if something happens to them, I would not give a fuck. Most yeah. of those people are re responsible for killing people, not just saying shit on the news. Like, I hate, I hate Ben Shapiro. I hate Kellyanne Conway. Some of these people that have clearly said racist shit, I hate them. But I would never rejoice or be happy or post gifts of people praise dancing if I heard that one of them died. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I just wouldn't do that. I might not get on my platform and give a whole bunch of RIPs because I didn't necessarily rock with them. Yeah. And that's that. I think it would have been cool if people would have just, you know, if you didn't rock with them, I get it. But I just think even the people that said, ah, I didn't really like his opinions and he passed away. I don't, I'm not really concerned, but, you know, RIP. Yeah. That would have been okay. But the pure celebration to me was foul. That's just to me, though. Y'all don't have to agree with me. I just think celebrating anybody's death that didn't kill anybody, that literally had an opinion that was halfway true, he just had bad delivery, I think celebrating that person dying yeah. is fucked up. Not caring is fine. Celebrating is fucked up. And my question to listeners, people who have an opinion or even care, is this where we're headed? Because, you know, look at what happened with, well, I'm not going to bring that up yet, but it seems like when one thing happens, it can be a spawn. It can spawn a wave. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And I was telling Terrell, with all of these people reacting this way, it makes other people feel vengeful about it. So now there's people who sitting back and saying, "Okay, okay, y'all want to laugh or y'all want to praise this, huh?" Now when we lose somebody, they can they cannot even be watch. If we lose somebody and they're not even on that same energy as. Kev, you're going to see a lot more people speaking this way. Yep. Imagine if you didn't, somebody said, fuck fishers, uh, fishermen, fuck them. They want to be out on a boat fishing, fuck them motherfuckers, they're lame. And all fishermen are like, fuck this dude. Even, you know what I'm saying? It's, it's cool, but it's like, if that person normally were to die, the fishermen wouldn't come out and be rejoicing and we're going to get on our boats, we're going out. You know what I'm saying? Because people still have like a certain respect for like life. Yeah. But I feel like now with this happening, we're going to see even at small levels, you're just going to start seeing more, less and less. I'm sorry. You're going to start seeing less and less respect for like death. Even when people die, it's like people are very, because they're behind that computer. I've oh, seen yeah. some crazy things behind people dying. Nah, for sure. So. Well, people just start making jokes instantly. Are we headed for this reckless way of living? I feel like we already live real selfish in this world, y'all. Let's keep it a hundo in the world we live in. We live in a world where everything is cool. 
everything is accepted. That's because we're not really living in a world of what's right and what's wrong, what's logical, what's not. We kind of like accept a lot of stuff. So my thing is like, damn. Not trying to. Well, I'm gonna stay. No, you good, stay, you on good. You stay on it. I think because I think what you're saying, I think we already there. I think we are already living that way, and I think that's why the response was the way it was. I think when you think about it, honestly, outside of the Kevin Samuels death, if you think about it, bro, when he died, you didn't feel like, oh my God, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And that itself is problematic, you know. And so I think like when I heard that Kevin Samuels passed away, it was like they were saying Kevin Samuels died. It was like, what? And I'm just scrolling, but I don't have that same stomach drop shot. Maybe it's because I'm not that big of a Kevin Samuels fan. He wasn't really my guy. Some people have been listening to Kevin Samuels since 2014. Yeah, my boy Rashad been listening to Kevin Samuels since 2014, 2014 when Rashad was here. When he was giving out, giving it strong, that harsh advice to broke-ass niggas. One of the first things Rashad ever told me about back when I first met him in 2014, he mm. was like, bro, you got to watch this dude named Kevin Samuels. He was like, he going to get you right. And I'm like, oh, all right, bet. Never checked him out. Mm-hmm. Back then, end up hearing about him down, like, the, yeah, yes. down the line. It ended up coming around, but like I was saying, it just seemed like now when people die, yeah, we're kind of desensitized. You could get online, get on Facebook, or get on even on Instagram or Twitter. On, on, I'm sorry, Twitter, and see people getting shot, killed in the street. Yeah, you just see death. It just happens, and so I, I do think we already kind of getting there. Well, yeah. I think now people are so desensitized to it that now when people they don't like. From a fan level, pass away, they're doing shit. And now we shitting on now them. Now it's, yeah. And I think the respect level is going down. That's the thing that scares you. Sure. But uh, just another thing, just to kind of segue, mm-hmm. just to kind of talk about how things happen and start up. Dave Chappelle, that happened after that last week's podcast. Dave oh, Chappelle yeah. was on stage and got tackled by some random fan who had like a a fake, fake gun, a fake whatever. Yeah. And it's not really talking about, like, people were saying, where was the security and all that? I mean, nobody's thinking about, I don't think that there is security around that can act faster than someone running on stage. Look at what happened with uh, the girl at the Grizzlies game, though. I she mean, tried to run on the, on the court, and that dude was right there. But my thing is that a comic stand-up, where you're the lone guy in the middle of the stage, it's not like you're going to have security there. Nah, but Yo, you know what, Terrence? Sure there's security by the steps or something like that. Like, or somebody should be backstage or, you know, right off stage just in case. Yeah. Dave Chappelle is the type of dude that will put a stool in the middle of a city. Mm-hmm. Remember that stand-up he put on his uh, Instagram? He just put a stool out in the middle of a city, told people to show up. People came out that joint with masks on, sat on benches, and he did a special. So I don't think he's thinking about it maybe like that. They, yeah. said that the, they tried to say, oh, this was the same security from Astro World. I don't know. The way Bottom that, line, it was fucked up. And the way that I feel like he does comedy is just so dope. But um, I was going to ask you, do you think that that's the end of stand-up? Do you think stand-up comedy is coming to an end because of the danger of motherfuckers not giving a fuck? I don't think. I think, um, I think, um, I guess if you ask me, your uh, Celtics lost. That's why I, I know, just started seeing it. I tweeted a cookie in it because we're making cookies for the podcast. I tweeted a cookie. Everybody's like, J. Rue. but um i think uh i don't think that's the end of stand-up comedy because that dude was a they said that dude was a trump supporter and whatever i don't even think dave Chappelle said something that ticked him off or we don't know why he went up there and did that yeah 
But it will be also, we can't act like it's, there is no such, I don't believe in coincidence. So the fact that Will Smith did what he did, such and such happened, it, it happened with uh, T.I. and that girl. Yeah. I don't, well, I don't even remember what happened with them. They were just up there arguing against each other, and then he was up there, he tried to snatch the mic from her. But, I mean, it just, I don't think it's the end, though. Yeah. I think they just need to also, it is a, it is a reality check, though. People not going to sit around and let you be disrespectful to them just because you think it's comedy. You think Will Smith started it? Yeah. 100%. <laughs> Honestly, I mean. Giving people the confidence Will to go Smith, up on stage. Will Smith saw disrespect from a joke and didn't just sit back and say, oh, that's a fucked up joke. I'm not laughing. He took matters into his own hand and went up there and slapped him. And I do think people that feel disrespected, they've definitely got to be careful. Dave has joked about this in his last couple of stand-ups saying... I be watching my back. Remember, he was like, he was like, uh, somebody came up to me in a bar and said, "You know they looking for you, right?" It was like a pronoun joke. I, I probably shouldn't say it, but he joked. He joked about people maybe get, wanting to hurt wanting him. to hurt him yeah. behind his joke. So I think he knows. But like Cat Williams said, if you can't adapt, then you're not a real comedian. If you have to thrive on picking on motherfuckers in the audience, if you that if you that person that get on stage and be like, look at this motherfucker right here, he got this purple hair, he look like a he he ugly. If you that person, you just gotta be ready in case some other nigga come up on the stage and slap the shit out of you. Damn yeah, you do. My bad. I just saw something for the tech corner, which we do have tech corner, bro. I got tech corner today. I said this episode of Haunted, we gotta make it an OG episode. I gotta have some tech corner because we haven't done tech corner for in a break. Yeah, Elon bought. <laughs> Is that what you gonna say? Nah. <laughs> and I was about to say, I ain't going to do no crazy tech. This tech one is actually really good, this one. But, uh, well, we'll save it. We're going to save um, it. Did you have anything past the what's name or I can get Past it Dave Chappelle? No, nah, I'm good on that. I think comedy is going to survive. Me, me, I personally don't think it's the end of stand-up comedy. I do think it's going to be the start of a little bit more of a secure comedy mm-hmm. and less of an open. Yeah, and that's, I know how comedians yeah. feel because back in the day, you could say whatever and it was... It's comedy. You know what you sign up for when you come to the theater. These are going to be jokes. Will, nah. Will did kind of fuck that up. Yeah. Or I like how, I like this outlook. Now you actually have to be funny, you know? You can't just rely on trying to mm-hmm. rag on somebody in the audience. And I feel like Will Smith, this is going to be the small ripple waves of mm-hmm. what he did. But I think the big waves you're going to see change is people getting up on that Oscar stage and stuff like that. Oh, yeah. Making those jokes. For sure. So... I, um, well, I guess I'll say I went to see Doctor Strange on Thursday last week. Mm-hmm. So, Multiverse of Madness. That joint was, yeah. And honestly, it wasn't what I've... I'm going to just keep it 100. I didn't like it. I did not like it. I thought they sold us a specific movie in the trailer yeah. that we did not get in the theater. I saw, shout out to whoever tweeted that because that was spot on. When you look at the trailer, you're like, oh, bet. We about to go and see Doctor Strange. He's going to have an evil ass, this evil, evil side. Yeah. He's going to have to figure out how to beat himself. You know what I'm saying? You think him and Wanda going to be like on. Damn, I haven't seen it. Bottom line. That didn't happen. I just didn't. It felt dated. It didn't feel, it didn't feel fresh to me. Um, but, I mean, it's still a Marvel film. They still did numbers. They said they're $450 million. So it is what it is. But you know one thing that set me off? What? The fucking Elvis trailer before the movie. Have you seen that Elvis trailer? Uh-uh. They're coming out with a movie based on Elvis Presley. Yeah. In the trailer, 
They got this motherfucker Elvis sitting down. Hold on, are you switching the topic to the Elvis trailer now? Yeah, because I don't really have okay. much to say about Doctor Strange. Then you didn't see it because Terrence never goes and sees the movies that I see. So I'm like, if he if I see it before Terrence, he won't go also see it. That's not true. This nigga has a girl and they going to see the movie the night it comes out. I it's still Dr. got time Strange. to see it. Anyway, um, they making a movie on Elvis, Brody. And uh, in the trailer, they got Elvis sitting there, look, stressed out, watching TV. Right? And uh, on the TV is Martin Luther King, the assassinated. And they got him, look. Oh, my goodness. And his manager's like, uh, this isn't worth We don't have to, don't worry about this. This has nothing to do with us. And he was like, this has everything to do with us. And they have him, like, give so much of a fuck. <laughs> I was so pissed off in the theater saying, I can't believe these motherfuckers are getting ready to do this. Have because a- Elvis said, a nigga can't do nothing for me but shine my shoes. Ask any black person about that. We all remember that. So y'all going to say that, okay, so I guess the black people that said that was lying. I guess he felt that way. And then also... He felt different about M- uh, MLK. He felt like MLJ was magic black. Who plays Chuck Berry in the movie? I didn't see him in the cast. Anyway, that's my, that's my movie rant. Yeah, when does he see Chuck Berry on TV and say, how he do that? How he do that? Right. Anyway, that's, that's my movie rant. But he didn't get it from him. You haven't seen Forrest Gump? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know that's based on a true story. <laughs> but yeah. But um, yeah. Multiverse of Madness. Uh, one thing that I did want to say, and that goes back to the beginning. Me and Terrell have a birthday coming up this weekend. Yes, sir. Sunday, May 15th is a special day. It's, the, it's a, you know what I'm saying? To me, it's a holiday. It's the Two Kings birthday. Yes, sir. And, it just wanted me, and I just wanted to bring this up because it was something that I was thinking about not long ago after I saw that movie. Um, what's the name of that movie? Everything, Everywhere, All at Once. Mm-hmm. Um, I ended up watching on Earn Your Leisure's YouTube channel. It was like King Talk or y'all. If you watch it, then you know what I'm talking about. But it's like a podcast, like they call it, like King Talk Next Level Conversations or something like that. Uh-huh. Um, and it was basically talking about how time wasn't real. I'm not gonna go down that big rabbit hole, but on the sense of birthdays, it just made me think about how your birthday speeds up your life. Did you know that? Or you might yeah. not have ever realized that. But like if you, you know what I'm saying? If you're so focused, you ever be somewhere and it's like y'all got one hour left, right? Like say, I mean, we was in driving school. This is my best memory of that. It, it, driving school was so boring. Yes, I was oh watching God. the clock the entire time. Like, right. and it was six hours or some shit like that. No, I was like six to nine. It was bad. Yeah, six it to was nine. Like a, it was just like a long ass three hours of, on Tuesday and Thursday or some shit. And it's nothing worse than when a motherfucker is it's six, seven o'clock. And they say, okay, so we're going to get into this now. And then a little later. Hey, look. Oh, God. This is a little later. All yeah. of this <laughs> you about to get to right now. Anyway, the same sense of that when you're watching that clock. If you think about that last hour, think about how productive you are in that last hour. This is a very small example. But, like, you're sitting there looking at the clock. You might do your work. You're muddling around. And then you look at the clock. And my thing is, like, the same way that we do that in that sense, we do it on a grand scheme with our birthday. Your birthday comes around, and based on whatever the number is, you think about where you're supposed to be in your life. 
Yep. What I was going to ask you is this. Imagine if you never, ever celebrated your birthday. You know what I'm saying? Think about if mentally you, where you would, how you would feel. You would feel like a god. You know how they say, this man lived for hundreds of years. It's like, how the fuck do you know? Were y'all saying happy birthday? You know what I'm saying? Yeah, no bullshit. The great night of, you know? <laughs> <laughs> I feel like back then where they say that gods and men would live for hundreds of years, it's because they didn't count days and they didn't say my birthday is this day. So now I'm this old and I feel this way. When you turn 30, you say, damn, I'm 30. What have I done? Mentally, you can have a change. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Can you imagine if you just lived 30 years but never counted how mentally thick you would be? You would just be mentally like, yo, I've been here forever and I'm never going to die. And when I die, it's truly my time. It's not, oh, well, look, when people die, what will we say? How old was he? 80. Mm, he natural causes. Uh-huh, good life. And if they die young, they say... Damn, damn, he was only... Right, but think about the guys that look at Kevin Samuels. Nobody said, damn, 57, that's young. I didn't see one tweet. I didn't see one tweet of saying, gone too soon. Because he was gone too soon, though. He was. Dog, look uh -huh. at Samuel Jackson. 74, still out here offering something to the world. Yep. So my thing is like, 56 is soon. But I'm just saying, because of all of our concepts of birthday and time... We literally look at stuff like it's supposed to happen that way. So when you're behind in your life and you're paying attention to your birthday, you feel way more behind. It's almost like the teacher saying you got to do one through ten for the last hour of class. You still on one. You look up and see 30 minutes left in the. In and you like, yep. OK, so the way that I now work changes. When you're yep. 30, 35, 40, you don't have kids yet, you haven't met anybody, look, the way you date change, the way you look at people change, because mm -hmm. you think, damn, standards nobody's going to want this number. Hey, look. But do you think that's a good thing or a bad thing? Because that could also be a good thing, because it'll keep you... Nah, man, you know I think... Saying? I feel like if you didn't, you would think everything's fine, because your 40-year-old ass is still living like a 20-year-old, and you don't even know it. I think, I think some of y'all out there think that the person that you're supposed to be with for the rest of your life is your age. The person that you're supposed to be with is, you know what I'm saying, a certain type of way. And I think age definitely can blur some great connections. I think there could be somebody that's three years older than you, four years younger than you, that will be perfect for you. And I think sometimes I've let age, tell me you haven't let age push some opportunities away you know what sure. i mean like yeah or say age didn't affect how you thought somebody was gonna work yeah i've stereotyped people via hiring I'm about to say. Like that. just you, naturally thinking he he's 47 mm -hmm. and and we're not even gonna talk yeah. about it same sense somebody can say oh he's only 18 you too young yeah 100 so really you based off of you're immediately judged based off of who you are based on your age oh you only 18 oh you haven't been through shit well how you know this is, that he's that type of 18 year old you know right yeah so it's like I think if we didn't count if we didn't count our age, we wouldn't be looked at as these, oh, you still a boy or oh you're a this, you're a that. It would just be all about who you actually were. Like what you actually offer to the world. It wouldn't be about how long you've been here and where you're about to go. Cause oh you how old? Oh, then that means you should be doing this, this, and that's what people do. But that you know? keeps you accountable though. Because sometimes you do need that gut check, that 21 check, that 30 check, that 40 check. 
But then your life like, all right, is you're be, 40. If you weren't paying attention to your birthday, you would never think that you were getting old. You would never think, damn, I'm getting old. Think that about, would be an issue, though, right? Would it? Yeah. Terrell, a bunch of motherfuckers that 20 years without celebrating your B-Day? If I, went, if I went 22 years without celebrating my birthday, I don't feel like I would be in a better place. I feel like when you turn 16, it was like, oh, even look, when you turn 13 and you weren't 12 or tween anymore and you was a teen, yeah. you started living your life a little bit different. Like a little older, you got a little bit, a little bit more responsibility. When you turn sixteen, it was like, all right, you damn near a man. Yeah. Eighteen, you could buy cigarettes. Yeah. Twenty-one, you could drink and drive. You, sorry, you can drink. Wow, I just said drink and drive. Never drink and drive. Never drink and drive. But uh, but you could drink, and your your driver's license get the get the turn. Yeah. I feel like those are like, those are like um, chapters almost, or like, or like you know important points in your life to give you that reminder that you should be doing more. But it does at the same time. It might. It's one of those things where we don't know. It's almost like when people say we should abolish police. I was watching Mark Lamont Hill talk about we should just get rid of policing. And damn, who would we call? Envy was like, but neighborhoods need to be policed. He was like, neighborhoods don't need to be policed. People just need to be safe. And then he was like, we're going to have crime, but we don't have an alternative. He was like, if all I have is a hammer, I'll see everything as a nail. Because mm. I don't have, there's no, I don't see anything else. So he was talking about bringing like a different option for people that they could take advantage of. He said, of course, when there's crime, we would have to have a system in place for like crime. But he was talking about but it was tough for people to grasp because it's one of those things that we've never, ever done before. And I think what you're saying is kind of the same. Oh, Where yeah. It's like, we've never done it before, so it might not be a good thing. People, it's easy for me to say, man, I don't know if that would be a good idea, but we really don't know. Yeah, you're right. I mean, but when you connect certain things, like, you can see, you can, you can draw a straight line towards something and kind of see, like, damn, nah, how we've sure. been looking at life through numbers and time. And everybody knows you're mm -hmm. on this borrowed time. But low-key, it's like, damn, if I was 20, 25, I'm turning 28 this Friday, y'all. If I turn 28 and I didn't even know I was, I would just think that I would live, I would I would truly believe that when it's your time, it's yeah. truly your time, you know? Yeah. We wouldn't be like, we wouldn't say stuff like, oh, so young. It would just be like, damn, it was his time. His that time was his go. span. That was his nine, you know what I mean? So. Nah, for sure. And you know what? That just made me think of this TikTok that I watched. Shout out to TikTok. TikTok is a great app that teaches you shit that you just not. You can laugh and learn shit. Shout out to them. No, we not get no damn money from them, but just want to give them a quick shout out. Because, bro, we are, this, I just watched this dude. He had a thread of like 13 videos talking about how, how about the power in, of size. Yeah. You ever seen them TikToks? No. So, I want you to think about if there was one ant in here, you think you will be able to find it? It'd be tough as fuck. But I'll find it because I can do anything. I mean, realistically, though, it would take you. If somebody said there's one ant in your apartment, you need to go find it. It would take you forever to, to search it. one corner, one room of the, of the, of the joint, right? Yeah, for an ant. For an ant. And so it would take 1.3 million ants to create the mass of a human. Damn. The walking mass of a human. 1.3 million ants. 
right? That's how small they are. Yeah. But the dude was saying it takes 1.4 million Earths to match the mass of the sun. So to the sun, the Earth is as big as an ant is to you. Yeah. That's why. That's we- how small we are in the universe. Mm-hmm. But we think everything is so big. You walk up to an elephant and it's like, oh, my God. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. That's, the, the nigga did like 12 videos on size. He would be like, size, part six. And the motherfucker would have a bunch of shit. Because, like, we're made up of atoms or shit. He was like, we're made up of, the human body is made up of atoms. And there's a million atoms in one drop of blood or some shit. Yeah. So it's like, what if we're, that, it just, it just, we are so small to the universe. Yeah. Like, we have no idea how little we are. And that makes me think that we're not, this is what we were saying. Like, there's Saturn, Jupiter, Mars, Venus. Uh-huh. These are actual things we can see, but we've never really explored or been. But it's like, so is Saturn just there for no reason? Like, Saturn is Saturn, Jupiter. We know about these places. Give them them names. We are looking up saying, look at Jupiter, look at Jupiter. What we if can't do that outside. Oh, you mean like when we're looking at, when people look at Yeah, when you the, look at the astrology joint. Uh-huh. What if people in Jupiter don't even call it Jupiter? They call it something else. Not saying people in. like I'm just saying hypothetically. If there's life out there. It's parts of this life we're going to live and die and never know if. That's what makes me think I told Terrell. I don't think that there's only one me. I think there's a million me's living all one life at the same time. I'm sorry. This is going to sound very weird. There's a me from 1960. There's a me from 1800. There's a me from 2,4800 or something. You know what I'm saying? There's, there's a me in every universe. I don't know. Just because I saw that movie, Everything, Every Day, All at Once, I try like starting to believe that. Like, damn, like, you know, I was telling her, you know how you have that dream or you have a vision that you was this basketball player. Or you could have a dream that you had a food truck. These are like different alternate use that is like yo that that really could be you like yeah i I was being real conspiracy theory with terrell and i said what if when you go to sleep and you dream and you have this dream that you're the president what if you just went to the universe in which you were the president and if you got say you go you know you get shot in a dream what if that was just the end of you in that one universe like i got shot in one of my dreams i was with terrell and my sis and i remember looking at my sis over me and i remember thinking after I woke up, like, what was she about to do? <laughs> like, what was she going to do without me? Uh-huh. And I can see her today. But in my dream, I just watched that happen. And my thing is this. Like, you feel like you didn't die yet, right? You have never experienced death, you, the person that's listening to this. Have you not? Never died in a dream before? People say, oh, well, that wasn't real because, you know, I woke up. Okay. So when you die from this, this way, in this world, low key, if somebody would have come in right now with a shotgun and just blast me right now, it wouldn't be the first time. Somebody in my dream has walked in and did that before. If you fell off of a building while you were falling, it wouldn't be the first time. I fell off a building a million times in dreams before. But you didn't feel that shit. Okay, bet. You're not going to feel when you fall off this time. 
Nah, you was gonna feel it, Terrence. What if you die? Kobe Bryant died in that helicopter. I guarantee you didn't feel not an inch of it. It's just gone in a flash. It, yeah, if somebody, I've had a dream where a nigga is cutting me and I'm not dying, but you didn't and feel I don't pain. die and I feel the pain, and then I wake up. Not okay, every okay, dream. okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, you right, you right. All right. I'm saying is this: I'm being completely nah, ridiculous. Nah, not right ridiculous. Now, but it's just like that's where my mind be going. I'm like, damn, like. We are only going to, they say you only live once. Like, that's what we always say. You only live once. You only get one shot. Do you? What yeah. are you, you know what I'm saying? This motherfucker going to wake up in heaven and be like, damn, am I going to wake up in heaven? Not an atheist, yo. <laughs> Not a non-believer. I'm just saying, <laughs> questions like that aren't nah, for ridiculous. Real. You know what I'm saying? That's some real. That's a question. That, that is what I'm waiting to see. That is what I'm waiting to see. You know what I'm saying? And you know what it goes back to when we were saying about deja vu? Like when no, you, I'm not waiting to see that. I'm so sorry. I'm not waiting. I will take forever to see yeah. that. I don't want to see that <laughs> no time soon. Let me knock on some wood. Right. But, bro, remember we were talking about deja vu when we was like, yo, the most random situation. You've seen it before. How? Yeah, you're right. I had a dream last night. This gay dude came in my dressing room and said, are you ready to go on? Because they've been waiting for you. And I said, what are you talking about? I said, I'm ready. I've been, I've been waiting for y'all. He said, okay, well, come on. So I'm following this nigga, and he's like, you're walking after him. I was a supermodel. Motherfucker, I'm walking down the joint. I see you, mom, and dad. And I walk out to my boy Don Sell because he has a fashion show. It was just like that, DC Fashion Week type shit. Yeah. But I'm a model walking. And then look, in my dream, after I left the, the joint, I was at this resort I went to in December. Right. But you was there. Weird as fuck. And then I woke up. It's weird as shit, bro. But you know what? I be thinking that's like your mind. Your, that's your mind that's building that, though. You know? But you know what? The same way I just showed my girl. My girl just watched. My favorite movie is Inception. My girl never seen it. So I made her watch this past Thursday, this past Friday. Mm-hmm. Mind you, so we went to see everything, everywhere, all, this, all at once in the theater. Then we saw Doctor Strange. Then we watched Inception. So our brains are just fucked. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But, um... I feel like the way somebody built my dream, you know how they built the dream and they fucked it up and the dude handled it like, this is not my carpet. So I'm still dreaming. Yeah. I feel like I had that exact same moment because I was like, why the fuck would I be doing this? This is not real. And then I woke up. Yeah. Soon as I said, this shit not real, I woke up. What if you're in a just perfectly crafted dream, dream. right now? It was just perfectly crafted. And, now, and then when I wake up, it's like, I tell Terrell all the time, you probably said this on the podcast. It's like that episode of Rick and Morty where Rick sat down and said, yo, do you want to play this game? Rick brought Morty to the game and said, you want to play this game? It was like something called Bob. The game was called like Bob. And in the game, he said, you'll only play for 10 minutes or you'll only be playing for four minutes, but it'll feel like a lifetime. And like everybody is standing behind Morty watching (laughs) just his number go from one to two. And it just goes all the way up. And they be like, oh, he lived. To be 58 years old. He, he ended up dying because he went back to something. He was like, you went back to the... Yeah, in the game, Morty lived a whole life. He had a wife. He had kids. He worked at a bookstore. He ended up something happening. So he left the bookstore and ended up going back. And then he ended up dying in the bookstore. Ended up dying in the bookstore. And then when he woke up, more, uh, Rick was right there and was like, you went back to the bookstore? Like, why would you do that? And he was like, damn, but look, you made this many years. And I'm like, damn, that's crazy. Like, he lived a whole life and just woke up to a... It was four minutes, too. It was only four minutes. And if you saw that Black Mirror episode where that dude played that game for six seconds, 
I'll say this, just to wrap this up. It's almost like your dreams are like examples of your life's possibilities. Or, or I'm not even going to say that, your potential. Because I always think potential is a positive word, but potential is also negative. You have the potential to be famous the same way you have the potential to be killed. You have the potential to be rich the same way you have the potential to go broke. Like, and your choices make up that. And I think your dreams give you like these insights into what your, your potential could take you from both sides. Nah, for sure. When you say, damn, you could, I, was, I had this dream. I was with this. Look, you could say, I had a dream. I had a, a, a white girlfriend. I had a whole bunch of mixed kids. I had a whole family on this side that was, you're like, damn, I can't even, not like that's a bad thing. Just like, I can't believe I was living that life. Yeah. <laughs> like I had a whole family. You know what yep. I'm saying? We was, we was golfing. I was rich. I had a, you know what I'm saying? And my thing is like, that could just be your brain showing you that you do have the potential to be that. If you have a dream that, you had a dream that you was walking on a runway. I had a you dream I was a model. You could manifest that. You could take that and say, okay, I have, the, I have the chance to do it because my brain is showing me that I can do it. If you dream it, and also, low key. Yeah. And your nightmares. Like if you dream you in the wrong neighborhood and get shot somewhere, your dream is your brain telling you that that could happen. You know how many times I be thinking about shit because I've had a dream? Mm -hmm. You know? Let me lock this door. Because I've had a dream of some dumb shit. Or I wake up in the middle of the night or say something because I thought I had a dream. And as much as I watch TV, right, as much as I'm locked in, I don't know. I didn't mean to go down a real, real big rabbit hole, but I love the conspiracy talk. Love the, 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 the deep. Oh, yeah. Bullshit. This is bullshit. This is, you know how people hear stuff like that? They don't like it. But look, just a segue. We had some horrible, unfortunate news happen. Uh, Young Thug and Gunna were among 25 plus arrested mm -hmm. under, 80, under this 80 plus page indictment full of charges. They basically trying Young Thug as the leader of the Young Stoner Life gang. Oh, I don't know if it's Young Stoner Life. I think it's Young Slime Life. I'm sorry. I think it is Stoner Life. Nah. YSL? YSL is Young Slime Life. The gang. I don't know. YSL. YSL is Saint Laurent. This is that slime shit. That's why, like, the songs that... Uh, this is what I was going to say. A lot of this is coming from things that were collected from songs and things posted on social media, y'all. It's a crazy, crazy case. This isn't them seeing Young Thug going to a trap house. This isn't them seeing Young Thug riding in a car on some Marlo shit. Marlo and Chris and Snoop. Oh, yeah, we seen him with them. Nah, it's not really like that. This is, there's some of that, but. Yeah, I was going to say, there's some stuff that for Thug is wild. For some, for some of the other people, it's just affiliation, which is what Rico was all about. Yeah. A Rico, a Rico is basically, a, uh, it's like a culmination of evidence behind a movement it's not just this person you know what i'm saying rico normally involves multiple people and if you get hit it's because you have an affiliation to something that's already yeah you know what i'm saying and so for somebody like gunner like gunner they got gunner because they said like a he has a, a ysl pendant that he wears on his chain and he has some lyrics or some shit yeah gunner got a thug though young thug might be finished they said that, just like the example that they gave was like, if your girl, imagine if you cheat on your girl and she already has text messages, talk to the girl you cheated with, um, 
locations. She's got screenshots and everything before she even comes to you with it. They said that's basically what Rico was like. And, and, so, and I have it here, some of the... Uh, I, I got the songs that they're, they're getting them for because it's that. Yeah, you're right. Like, I heard Thug is definitely in some deep water. But I also heard that they're going to have a lot of trouble. And they're going to have to really be precise. This jury is going to want to see actual evidence that Young Thug is responsible for this. And not just but saying... See, they, no, because, look, they trying to say, oh, because he said this in a song. They said that normally before, without Rico, you can't present... Or really use song lyrics and media and stuff like that. But they said the Rico helps them be able to use this. But they said it's still going to be tough to kind of really yeah, say. But because you said this in a song, yeah. you're guilty. But remember, what Thug, they said, if like, I think it might have been DJ Academics that was reading the uh, indictment. Joint. Yeah. They were saying, I don't know if this is true, but they were saying that they had Thug on the phone since 2019. They've had his phones tapped. And they had him answering the phone after people have made hits type shit. Damn. And if that's the case, he's dying. He might be finished. I just wanted to read off some of the... Uh, but yeah, read off some of the lyrics. Because honestly, isn't it... I mean... One, I'm, and it's funny because I fucking love the, the songs that they, that they named. Slime shit. You know what I'm saying? Slime shit is from... I know it's from a slime season. It comes right it comes after season three. Yes, the best one. Uh, ah. One of them. You're right, not the best one. Maybe. I, you, you know, we have the argument one at a time. Mm -hmm. But I'm just looking at those lyric, these lyrics. Bitch, I'm true to this. Huh. I done put a whole slime on a hundred licks. I, rem I know that part. Yeah. Uh, anybody with, featuring Nicki Minaj? I never killed anybody, but I got something to do with that body. Ah, that's not going to help you out, thug. Just how it I is. I told him shoot a hundred rounds. Damn. Like he trying to movie the body. <laughs> yeah. Like, it's like, damn, if you trying to, if you line this shit up to him being a savage and ordering hits, I just listen to just how it is. Ooh. No, that's not that joint. That is it. It is. Because I, I listened to it in the gym and I said, damn, I listened to Young Thug in the gym, y'all, all Young Thug with my workout. I felt like a slime. I said they gonna have to come and get me <laughs> out of the gym. Out the gym. Look, y'all really be slime. These niggas really be slime. Uh, Slatty Ski. Uh, this was the this was the the one they got gunner for. I took the FN on me. I call Nietzsche Nietzsche. It's a, it's a Glock. He keep. Yeah. My Duke rolling sixties. He locked in C's. You can't say shit like that. And now they got cases on y'all. You yeah. said what? Bet. Nah, for real. Bet. That's yeah. And honestly, you know what I was going to say? It's crazy that they have them songs up there. Because uh, I was telling John Denton this, and if you don't know, if you don't, uh, haven't seen the interview that, you know, we did, we kind of chopped it up about Kendrick and just a bunch of stuff over on John Denton's YouTube channel. Uh, shout out to him. But art imitates life. And so people rap about what they really do. And I was telling him, like, these kids that come out and they're like, bet I'm about to... I'm about to be. I'm yeah. about to rap and like we were just laughing at Lil Tekka for saying, um, yeah. He was like, I don't have no straps for, no nobody for nobody for that. What's that song we talking about? Uh, I got, I got red, I got blue. What you want? want? Yeah, that joint. Mm -hmm. I fucking love. Great Let me just song. Tell I fucking love that song. Great song. But he even came out and said, look, I don't even, I don't have no straps. And it just goes to show that these new kids, they come up and they listen to these people. You know how many people have a career 
behind Young Thug. Young Thug has pioneered a whole generation mm-hmm. of people focusing on how they sound and, you know, rapping this way. And so he's talking about shit that he's really doing. And it's the cardinal, it's like the cardinal double-edged sword because people want authenticity in rap and these labels will sign you knowing that you're doing this and give you the stage to be successful. But at the same time, your life ain't change, your life ain't changing. So you do own a portion of that. But these motherfuckers do be rapping about shit that they really do. Damn, did they get my man who was on slime shit? Well, slime that was slime. Originally, yeah. Maniac, Maniac don't, don't have a mind. Uh, because a lot of them bitches, a lot of them snitches, a lot of them dropping the dime. That's uh, his name I came is to uh, this point in my life. Well, I just want Yak Gotti. Did they get Yak Gotti? This hey. nigga definitely has said. Hold up. Terrence, don't be reading all the crazy lyrics and they listen to our podcast and go get yak. Make sure they didn't get them first before you say. No, look, they have his lyrics right here written down on the joint, and I know that he's featured on Slime Shit. And these are his lyrics right here. What, uh. Go see if they got them first. In, uh, in the. In the. I got that pistol. Why, why don't you go see if they got them first? Why are you trying to read his lyrics? In the zip, and I got that pistol on my hip. You did. You playing that, I hip. You did. Now they're That's about to say, his th- shit. Thanks, Mallory Rose. We're going to go pick up Yak Gotti. Nigga, these are already in the evidence. This nigga, Yak, might already be... What if he ain't? <laughs> I don't know why them niggas are saying that on their podcast. Look, they're going to go get with y'all, man. Drizzy, too. What did Drizzy say? Why sell or put a nigga six feet? Hey, Aubrey, let us have a conversation with you real quick. You know what? It's actually very, it's actually very kind of, even though it's kind of like shocking and it's just like, oh, shit. It is kind of like <laughs> fucked up. Nah, it's super yeah. fucked up that this is happening. You it, know what I'm saying? It really is. Like, They're talking about going after Lil Baby for the 4PF shit. Like, the RICO laws were made to go after the mafia. Now they're going after rap groups. I'll tell you this, though. This gang, if this gang is raining terror down in LA, uh, down in Atlanta. Atlanta, and you up there talking about YSL shit, look, uh, free to judge, YSL, live that mob life. That's lyrics written. Yeah, God, that's your shit on here. Nah, like, for real. They gonna, you gonna get tired of that lady? She is not fucking around. You think these motherfuckers not spinning these tracks after they do what you say? Can you imagine? This is me just being hypothetically, and this is me being ridiculous, but we being open on this podcast, honey weeks. Imagine you was one of in that mob, imagine you was in that YSL gang as a shooter. Or as a hit man, and this nigga thug drop music, you gonna hear that shit different. Imagine, and this is gonna be ridiculous. Imagine you somebody hit man, and he say, "I send my nigga, send my nigga rail the cheese to get the, send my nigga rail the cheese to catch the rats and, send my nigga rail the cheese to catch the rat in traps or something like that." And you just know that that's fire. That'd I'm be his fire, muscle, but. Mm. And it will cause you, it will, it's fueling this dangerous lifestyle. You need what? I got you. Because I want to be on the next track. And, rap, and rap, know? rappers do that often. Drake does it. Rocks will do you filthy for me if I give him the nod. We done seen you at over your rocks and pictures. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And that's just like, a, but you know what? Art, like I said, art imitate life. So people really rap about their lives. Yeah. But as the lady said in Atlanta, they asked her. 
She said, we use songs, we use your art, we using your Instagram, your social media, everything, if we trying to go after you. And OGs, like, did you see Wallow? That clip of Wallow warning um, Thug? I didn't get to watch it. I saw them say that Wallow guessed the entire thing. Wallow predicted the whole thing, and he said, you're going to gamble away, or he said, you'll finesse yourself out of your bag behind... These niggas. He said just, he was talking about how y'all getting the money that can change your family's life. So don't finesse yourself out of the bag, still chasing the street shit, basically, what he's saying. He said, if you can get out, then get out. Yeah. Man. And it's like, how many hood movies we got to see? How many movies do we have to see where the shit never ends well? Yep. And my thing is this, man. For the people who are broke... We not cool. We don't have a whole bunch of money. We don't got real wide sale. We don't got the, the the brands and the deals that these niggas can get. Why even bother, thug? Like, come on, bro. I understand being in too deep that you can't get out. I understand that. You know what I'm saying? However, yeah. it's like, damn, it just make it feel like, I really hope you not out here sending fucking hits, nigga. You and you supposed to be this person who's like out of, out of that. No way. But you know what? If Nipsey Hussle was still alive, I done brought Nip up a lot in this podcast. Mm -hmm. I promise you they was trying to get Nip on this same type shit. I promise you. Nipsey's last tweet was, when you have powerful enemies, it's a blessing. Having powerful enemies is a blessing. And I, get, I am in firm belief that one of them enemies he was talking about was the LAPD. And I think that yeah. what we was doing was so big... Oh, we got to find something on this man to stop this man. Because fuck him, we haven't liked him for years. Yep. But I think with Thug, if you make it easy, I mean, you on this joint definitely giving it up. This nigga, they got this nigga, Yak Gotti's whole verse. And I know the end of that song. You know what's crazy, shit. Terrence? Do you even know if they got Yak Gotti? This is crazy. I said his verse. This man is a huge Yak Gotti fan. We don't even know if Yak Gotti is arrested. Go to his IG. That was it. We don't know if this man is even in jail or not. He might have just posted today. Oh, I don't know. I think Yak Gotti might already be in jail. Who knows? Shout what? out Yak Gotti if, if, you know, if you listen. Shout out, bro. <laughs> nah, they did get Yak Gotti yesterday. They did. May 11th. I about to say he's in that YSL camp. I wonder who else got. I wonder if they got fucking his girlfriend. You know what I mean? Like, damn. We all was on the album saying YSL. He told us to say that shit. Nah, for <laughs> <real>. <laughs> I just wanted to be on the project. But yeah, man. Crazy news. Uh, of course, we hope that, you know what I'm saying, the right justice is served. You know what I'm right. saying? If, if they out here taking niggas out, I mean, we hear about the YFN Lucy hits and they say the thug might be behind that. Definitely not trying to support anybody that's on some fuckboy shit, but then we also still trying to support people who have made a, a big impact in our culture and in, in, in hip-hop. So right. we just got to wait to see how that unfolds, but praying for everybody. Prayers up. For sure. Um, well, I did want to say... Because you know I got tech on if you want to do that. You got what? I got tech on if you want to do that. Yeah, let's you you yeah, ran let's... out of whatever you want to do. Yep, let's rock tech corner. All right, bet. I mean, because you, you know, we both can get in on this. Tech Corner, turn up, episode 100. It's good to see the Tech Corner coming back and we getting real lit because we got some good info today. Look, wow. Uh, Apple has discontinued the iPod 
um, touch and all iPods, believe it or not. After 20 years. That, that touch was the last one to go. Touch was the last one to go. They've completely disbanded the iPod. And I wanted to just talk about how if it wasn't for the iPod, y'all, we would not have iPhones. We have to give the respect to the OG, the iPod. Some of y'all might not have been there for that fat-ass classic iPod, but that bitch felt fit like a million songs. Yes. You know what I'm saying? Oh, my God. With the, the little fluidity with the of the scrolling, yeah. And the button. Uh, the shuffle. Not even going to get into all of them, but one thing I did want to say is like, the uh, just a fun fact. The iPod came out in 2001. The dude that named the iPod was this guy who was a uh, like a screen, well, not a screenwriter, but he was like a writer. But like worked with Apple and him and a bunch of people were trying to go public with the iPod. And he came up with, they didn't call it iPod yet. He was watching the 2001 A Space Odyssey when, uh, what was the dude's name? He heard the phrase, open the pod bay doors. And he felt like that that was dope, like, Okay, open the pod bay doors, and the pod, pod bay doors were like these, something went on this, like this spaceship. It doesn't look like an op, uh, iPod, but I just thought it was dope that that's the origin of the iPod. Right, it yeah. came out in 2001, and the origin for the name came from one of the best movies, arguably, that ever came out that year, 2001, 2001 Space, Space Odyssey. Odyssey. Yeah. Dope. Um, we use Apple Podcasts and Apple Music every day now. Believe it or not, the first iTunes music store came out in 2003, four, and that's where you could only buy music. That has now been amped all the way up to what it is now with like the App Store and all of that that it, it became. It all started with iPod. So, yeah, turn no up bullshit. iPod, farewell. Did us right, but like that just kind of goes to show legacy, right? And if you got one, hold on to it. Telling Sell you. that motherfucker in a couple years if it still works. Yep. Just, a, just and then uh, just a quick streaming update. I wanted to say this: Netflix has 220 million uh, subscribers. Disney Plus has 90 million. Well, I'm rounding. They have 87 right. million. Mm -hmm. And HBO Max has 77 million. I only bring that up to say the competition's getting thick. No, it is. Amazon Prime is second. Amazon Prime is up there. Uh, they said Netflix just lost 220, uh, 200,000 subs. Yeah. While Disney it. Plus just gained 7 million. They, I'm sorry, oh, yeah. I just said. So that was something that I just wanted to give y'all an update on that the competition's thick. And last. For sure. Yeah, for, for the streaming it's site. Getting, it's getting up there. Well, and I, Netflix is not helping themselves. Yeah. Can't rely on one these days. You used to be able to say, you know what? I'm not going to get Netflix. I'm going to get this. Or I'm not going to get that. I'm going to get this. Now you yeah. like, need all of them. Twitter will soon allow you to do pictures and videos in the same feed. That's not huge news, what but I know mean? we all do uh, pictures. But I meant, I'm sorry, in the same post. Oh. Yeah. So you could post a picture next to a video. And that's something that you normally can't do. But they're working on what's called multimedia posts, believe it or not. So that's something that's coming. I know we all use Twitter. And then last but not least, did you hear that they said Texas banned filters <laughs> on Instagram? There was a lawsuit apparently in Texas where they went up against Meta. They sued Meta because they said that certain filters were like scanning faces and something about privacy. So apparently you cannot, if you live in Texas, y'all tell me if it's true or not Texas, folks. Apparently if you live in Texas, no Instagram filters. What? Yup. I saw that today. Inst that Instagram filters were banned in Texas because of some lawsuit with Meta in Texas. That's ridiculous, Texas. 
Yeah, it is. But I'm like, damn, what are they on? Because what if Maryland or somebody get on that and they like, all right, everybody know it. With no filters, we just regular up there. I don't really use filters that much either. That would be anyway. And look, just use your own app. Get download VSCO or something yeah. like that. Damn, can you imagine a world without filters? You can't do this face, no filter shit. Oh, it would be very different. It would be different. It would be more for men and women for, for all of us. Yeah, but look, that's all I got for Tech Corner, y'all. Turn up. 100 weeks in. Glad to bring some tech to y'all. For sure. Lit. We got sports? We got sports. Let's get it, shout it. Oh, it's that shit right here, nigga. What's up? Right, so the NFL schedule I want to say is coming out tomorrow, which means it's out. which is Thursday. Which well, the NFL schedule is out. Mm-hmm. My Broncos they announced the Christmas game. My Broncos play the LA Rams, and we're gonna bust y'all ass. I'm just telling you, just straight up like that. I'm sorry, we're gonna bust y'all ass on Christmas Day. And he's saying that with the LA Rams colors on right now, a very bold save this take. clip. Save this clip. We're gonna bust y'all ass. Papa Russ, D-line is solid, O-line is solid, receiving core is solid. We just got to stay healthy. If we stay healthy, we're going to bust y'all ass. If we get hella injuries, then we'll see. But right now, starting five to starting five, I'm mean starting roster to starting roster, we're going to bust y'all ass. That's all I have on that. I can't wait to see who we um, play first. Play first and how our schedule gets panned out. I'm very nervous about it because we, we, we tend to get done dirty. Y'all so Washington fans, I'm sure y'all see y'all dirty schedule with all the L's. We got our opponents, though. But but they said that y'all have the easiest schedule in the league coming up. Tied with the Dallas Cowboys. This is my thing. And they were saying Dallas always has an easy fucking schedule, and then they're going to think they're so good. But honestly, having to play the NFC East gives you an easier schedule. But honestly, we don't know what they expect from the Giants this year. And that's we why don't I know said what they expect from the Eagles this year. The Eagles are going to be beasts this year. I'm terrified of the Eagles this year. A.J. Brown, y'all saw that Smith is coming. Last year, he was catching on very fast. Yeah. So, and then you have Hurts who can move. Yep. Then we got to play the Cowboys and then they go, who have what's Dak. That, and, what's that dude? Got, Dallas got, Goddard? Goddard, yeah. Mm-hmm. Is the that tight end? They got him. He's a beast. The defense ain't bad. They got, they got Darius Slay, don't they? Darius, don't they got Darius Slay? The Eagles got Slay. I think they do. Yeah, they do. Yep. Eagles got Slay. They got uh, they got a nice running back. Hey, all I'm going to tell y'all, remember last year when it seemed like everybody's schedule was easy, but then certain teams would be good as fuck? Fucking Something Eagles. on me? No. Uh, certain teams would be like good as hell, and it's like, damn, every game seemed like fuck. Yep. Try and get down the field on these <laughs> niggas. So well, they say Eagles. we got an easy schedule, but we'll go out there and you know it was crazy. What? We were supposed to have a number one defense. We had this beastly defense, and it just really was just embarrassing. We were just getting cooked. Dan Orlovsky came out and said, are we all kind of sleep on the commanders? I think we all might be. Nah, we got because some pieces they coming got, back. Y'all, yeah. got some good pa- y'all got good pieces on paper, so we'll see. Oh, they sleeping on us. Let, just, I'm just letting y'all know right now we're going to compete this year. We competing because did oh, y'all think that we got rid of a bunch of people? We did, but y'all didn't pick up nobody though. Y'all about to be the same we team up plus Wentz, Wentz. Man, we picked up Wentz, and we got a young, we got some young guys. Trust me, watch. We got folks coming back. Curtis Samuel, two nines coming back on that field. It's a difference when them two nines on that field. We didn't that see it last year. It was a difference. He just didn't have sacks. I'm sick of y'all. Chase Young was making a difference on that field. He didn't have the numbers. 
When Vaughn's black ass was out there and not getting sacks, y'all saw his impact. He was getting, he was getting. Guess, oh, you know what? Y'all didn't see his impact. Trade him, and now guess what he got? Super Bowl ring. Still heartbroken by it. He's not. But look, the only other thing I have is Tom Brady. Um, Tom Brady signed a deal with Fox Sports. Ten years. I saw that. Three hundred and seventy-five million dollars as soon as he finishes playing. That's crazy. And he will take over at Fox as their lead analyst when he's done. He's made a total of they combined all his contracts from the NFL. He's made three hundred and thirty-three million dollars while playing football in the NFL. Yeah. His ten-year contract with Fox for ten years is forty-five million dollars more than that. Three seventy-five for ten years versus three thirty-three for your nineteen. Crazy. And my thing is like. Is he what going- a dope life. Yeah. You get to go and you're still so connected to the game, but low-key, you don't have to do the, oh, I'm, I'm grinding every day and night trying to work on my game. You can actually kind of be more of a family guy with a regular job. Man, enjoy it, man. We got to watch Kobe really bask in that after-career glow of investing and writing, and we needed Doing movies, that. yeah. We really needed him, so like... I'm happy to see that Tom Brady's not going to go off to an island and just say, fuck it, I got rings, I'm going to do my own thing. I like that we'll still have him in the game. Like, I love that we'll still have that. Yeah, and honestly, I'm kind of like, is he going to be good at it? But he's Tom Brady. That's what I'm saying. He should be fine. Yeah. He'll pick. If it, Well, you're right. If Romo could do it, I think Tom Brady can do it if he has the right likeness of Romo. I think that Romo has a certain likability that works with him in that booth. But that's oh, great news. Yeah, and that's pretty much all I got for sports. But I did want to ask you what you thought about Gilly saying that Lil Durk was the, the new generation's Jay-Z. Hold on, wait. Before we get there, sports-wise, you don't want to talk NBA? Not really. I mean, I don't really. Nobody, nothing's happened yet. None of the series are over. I mean, Jaws hurt. I don't want y'all to think Celtics that, are getting ready to be out. So my Celtics just lost. Well, look, you know what? I'm not going to say that. I'm going to let you rock with the NBA shit because you know I just be like, who playing or yeah. what? I just want y'all to know that we're still tuning in every night to these games, checking them out. My sister Kelly loves the Grizzlies and John Morant. John Morant not playing with the Grizzlies right now, but look, I'm looking at this TV right now, y'all. It's 71 to 46 in the first quarter. And this is against Steph, on the, Steph Clay, and Draymond all on the, fi- on the field, on the court right now. And they have no John Morant. It's almost halftime. I don't count out the Warriors, though. 71 points on the Grizz- on the Warriors? At home. Honestly... They up 3-1. I expect them to win this game. Then they're going to lose. Yeah, they playing with all they, they might. But look. Yeah, okay. Warriors. Especially y'all three. Draymond, Clay, and, and Steph. Y'all know a little something about being up 3-1 and it not working out. So There's no LeBron on that other team, though. It, it don't matter. It does matter. That is a big variable. It is. But low-key, I feel like once you break, one, hey, look, lose this game and think it's sweet. Because now that you lost, look, if you lose this game and make it 3-2, you let them win the next one? Oh, yeah. Series might be over. Warriors 4-2. Please. If they make it out of this. And y'all know my pick was the Warriors. 28 but yeah, that's, all we got for, that's all we got for the sports. Uh, what else we got, Terrell? Nothing else? I asked you if you thought what you thought about Gilly saying that Lil Durk is the new Jay-Z for the new kids. Well, I guess it doesn't matter. Lil Durk being a new Jay-Z. Do you think Lil Durk, do you think Lil Durk is the new generation's Jay-Z? No. Per Gilly. No, Gilly. And you're the coolest, but no, bro. 
I think Jay-Z was a nigga that was just fucking paid. Like, I was wearing, what do you say? I was wearing that platinum before y'all had that. What do you say? Uh-huh. We, we, we were drinking Chris Down when y'all thought it was band shit. Yeah, I was wearing that platinum. Y'all thought that shit was something and shit. Like, that, that, uh-huh. that nigga had bread before he got in the game. That nigga got in the game low-key at our age right now. If I start rapping right now, it's like me being Jay-Z. And, getting and I want you to think about how smart you were at 27. Can you imagine if you was real mad street smart and street rich? I'm going to yeah, just no rap good. and put my words together, even though I've already been doing this a little bit. Yeah, man. That's why when you go listen to 90, when you listen to, even when you go listen to uh, Reasonable Doubt. Yeah. Look he, at what he was able to do he with doesn't, what he did. He doesn't know? sound like a young boy ever in his career. Ever. Ever. <laughs> he don't. He just got old. I so, think, I mean, it's, I, it's tough to compare no way. Dirk to Jay. Sorry, sorry, Dirk. And I love Dirk. But, but I think, for the new generation, you don't think? For the who new would gen- be there, Jay-Z? J. Cole? The Jay-Z for the new generation would probably be Drake. You know? Oh, yeah. The guy that talk money that the guy that is the n- best. I mean, I would, I mean, what would make Dirk the new Jay-Z? I feel like Jay-Z was just that guy. Like, Dirk has been consistent for years, but, like, we seeing Dirk pop now. This man, Dirk, been making music since, like, 2013, 14. Nah, you're right. He's been making music since he had the short hair. So, I fuck with Dirk. Y'all know I I, I fuck with with Smirky, yo. 7220 shit. Huh? I have nothing to say. I have nothing to say. But y'all know I fuck with Dirk. It's just... He's not the next Jay. I'm sorry. Hey, look. I don't know if you want to do this, Terrell. We're going to do a shot for the podcast. If you're still listening. Who doing a shot? I can't drink, bro. You, I, know you, I know you're not, I'm, but we're still going to do something. I'll do water. A toast. That's what we'll do. We're going to do a toast. If you, got a, if you want to do alcohol, if you want to drink a shot, if you want to. If you're in your car and you got your tropical smoothie or McDonald's Sprite or whatever. You, whatever you got, we all going to do this together, man, for 100 weeks. Let me get something. Oop. What you gonna do? You gonna do a? You I'm gonna, gonna do, just a- do a little sip of water? It's not. We're not gonna. We're not gonna influence drinking. But, but I would do a shot if I wasn't recovering from being fucked up. Yeah, and I literally just don't want to do a shot right now, y'all. But uh, what we gonna do? Matter of fact, should I just do a shot? If you wanna do a shot, you can. I'm doing water. Do water. Maybe we just do some. I mean, we just do a cause shot. Nah. Nah. Do nah, water. Nah, just do water. Gut health. Nah, it's never. I mean. Whatever. I feel like I could do one shot, but I'm like, nah, I'm not even trying to go there. But look, we got our drinks up high. This for 100 weeks straight. Y'all been listening. Y'all been tuning in. This not just for me and Terrell. This for everybody that's been a part of this journey and is going to be a part of the next 100 episodes. You dig? That's right. My God. On cam. And that's all she wrote. And, that's, <laughs> and there you have it, ladies and gentlemen. There you have it, man. Shout out to you. Shout out to everybody who's listening. Shout out to all the listeners worldwide. Not we are 100 sure. weeks in. And let this just be a lesson. It's just more so, like I said, it's bigger than 100 episodes. Um, I'm somebody, to me, like that worked a job, that I ignored my passion. I ignored what I believe is my calling for a long time. And I gave a lot of my time to people that... Um, I would say, you know, I gave more than I de- than than what was deserved. They, we, it was. I was telling Terrence that that mindset of people saying, "I work, you know, forty hours. He worked forty hours. I push. 
out 100 boxes, he only push out 20, we get the same paycheck because we make the same, I'm not doing that. People that have that mindset, and we talked about the great resignation, like I was given 100 no's. Yeah. I was given 100 no. Nah, you're not ready. Nah, no. No, not you. Not you. Not you. Not you. That shit pointed me to my passion. Right. You know what I'm saying? Now I got 100 episodes. I fuck so with it's that. Bigger than, it's bigger than anything for me when it that. comes to that. Yeah, let, this, let this be a lesson that you could do some shit. You know? Mm-hmm. And it ain't going to be pretty the whole way. You ain't going to have an immaculate 100, man. We got some ugly 100s. Even a recent one. That one we just did. Which one? I don't know which one we did, but I said, fuck this episode of this podcast. I was <laughs> a recent one, y'all. But um, yeah, man. 100 weeks. I'm just so grateful for the people that's listening, man. We're going to go 100 mo. 100 mo. Uh-huh. <laughs> Next time, y'all, listen to that Kendrick. Let me know what y'all think. Next time. 100 weeks. Crazy. Taking a break next week. Ha, ha, ha.